0: Locked On Podcast Network and Odyssey present Locked On Sports
1: Today. The Cowboys dominated the fourth quarter against the Titans to keep their slim NFC East hopes alive. Week 17 has a few important matchups to watch out for, though it's not the normal Week 17 we used to be used to. And like it or not, the New Orleans Saints just will not see the spotlight. I'm Peter Bukowski, starting your day with the can't miss stories and biggest debates in sports. You're locked on sports today.
2: Searching all major
0: sports. Found. Let's start with the biggest story.
1: It turned out to be a bit of a swing and a miss for the NFL schedule makers as the Dallas yeah. Cowboys took on the Tennessee Titans. The Titans announcing shortly before the game that it would not be Malik Willis, who is by the way, the backup already for the Titans. It would be (laughs) third stringer, Josh Dobbs. Also the Cowboys dealing with injuries of their own, Tony Pollard. This was a bit of a a mash unit kind of game for a team in the Titans that didn't need to win to win the AFC South and the Cowboys who are like half battling for the NFC East, but not quite doing that. So Okay, the the final score, 27-13. The Cowboys win it. Joining me now from Locked On Cowboys, Landon McCool. Landon, I say all of that to ask you this. What are you actually able to take out of such a a weird game, not just in the stakes, but also
2: then eventually how it played out? Honestly, the thing that most concerned me about this game and coming out of it is the injuries. I mean, it just felt like every other play, and not even just for the Cowboys, every other play Somebody was down on the ground, rolling in pain, and medical yeah. staffs were coming on. Um, you know, look, you you summed it up pretty well. This game meant nothing to Tennessee, and it only meant slightly more to Dallas uh, because <laughs> they they still needed to thread a needle of of you know if Philadelphia magically loses all their games and the Cowboys win all their games, and then you know San Francisco loses at least one, and Minnesota loses one. So you know, it there is something to the game, but there really, really wasn't much. It was a non-conference game. Uh, So I think for most, both teams, it was about getting through the game healthy and trying to, you know, get things ready for setting themselves up to get in the playoffs or to play in the playoffs. And I feel like both teams failed pretty miserably at at, at that part, you know, and and that's the unfortunate part that was happening with kind of a slick field tonight.
1: So for the Cowboys, if you're trying to say, okay, this game, you know, really matter that much, but what you want to do is be able to take away some things that allow you to push toward the playoffs. Yeah. We know, know Tony Pollard on this game, Ezekiel, 19 carries, 37 yards against a pretty good Tennessee Titans defense, so maybe not the worst. But Dak Prescott had two interceptions, really only one of them on him, but still, coming out of what happened last week, there were some questions being raised about Dak Prescott. What are you able to take from this game that you think you can say, okay, this means something moving forward, good or bad?
2: Uh, that the as much as people want to continue to make me worried about the interceptions, the Cowboys keep winning with them. And that in <laughs> that, you know, like as much as people want to tamper Dak down and tell him to be less aggressive, uh, he keeps winning by that way. You know, so I, I, I don't know. I, I think that that the interceptions are obviously going to be the turnovers are going to be a a a huge, you know, storyline. Going into this week and just like they were last week, you know, and and I think that it's important thing that to keep in mind that you cannot turn the ball over a ton against good teams and win. What you also can't do is go into your shell and play conservative football uh, because you're playing a tough team. So I, uh, you know, I, I think that Dak's incredible efficient efficiency numbers exist with those turnovers. So what the Cowboys really need to do is kind of tighten up on all the other spots, because if you look at it, like, you know, Definitely, that that Kevin Byard interception was on him. But you know, there has been too many of these ball bouncing off the hand of receivers and then right into uh, the opposing team defenders. And and if they can just kind of get some regression on that, finally, uh, I feel like the Cowboys' offense will be in good shape.
1: So, okay, the Cowboys, where in the NFC standing hierarchy? Not just the standings, but in terms of the quality yeah. of the teams coming out of this week. Now, for them, just one more game to play. Where are they in the NFC standings? Do you think, in terms of hierarchy of quality of team, not true standings?
2: You know, I think they're right there. I mean, I, I think that you know, it's still uh, they beat Philadelphia, but Philadelphia with Jalen Hurts is, is is still a different beast. And I think that everyone kind of needs to recognize that he adds an ele- element to their offense that that makes it more difficult to face. Uh, So I, and I think they've earned the benefit of a doubt there. So I I would put them up top and I would put Dallas right in that next tier with San Francisco with, you know, I'm hesitant to put Minnesota in there despite their records, but, but I mean, you know, just kind of in that, the class, second class of of the NFC, Um, you know, I I, look are they're locked in with a team that they don't want to have to face in the first, in the first round more, maybe as much as they would hate to face, let's say green Bay or San Francisco, um I think the Cowboys are, are going to be smart next week uh, and, and maybe even take a look around and say, hey, if we don't start some of our starters and let Washington win this game, maybe we can you know, stop one of these boogeymen in, in uh, Wisconsin from uh, entering the playoffs at all. So we'll, we'll, we'll see exactly how that plays out.
1: Not my favorite answer you've ever given, Landon. I appreciate your <laughs> time nonetheless. However, thank you. <laughs> Stay up to date all year on the Dallas Cowboys by subscribing to Locked On Sports today and Locked On Cowboys on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get podcasts. Thanks for making Locked On Sports today your first listen. Coming up, we get you set for some tantalizing matchups in Week 17 of the NFL season. But first, the beautiful game lost a king. Here's what to look for on Bet Online, your number one spot for all your gambling needs. The Saints and Eagles are matched up in a game that means a lot more to the Saints than to Philly. Bet Online likes the Eagles by six and a half. Meanwhile, the battle for the NFC South is taking place in Tampa as the Bucs host the Panthers. Bet Online likes Tom Brady and company by three. I like Carolina in this one. And the 49ers head to Vegas to face what remains of the Raiders. Bet Online has San Francisco as nine and a half point favorites on the road. Only thing that can trap the 49ers in this one is, well, a casino maybe bet online where the game starts
3: now here's what you need to be locked on today
1: pele the king of soccer passed away on thursday he was 82 years old the standard bearer of the beautiful game had undergone treatment for colon cancer since 2021 he had been hospitalized for the past month with multiple ailments. Sao Paulo's Albert Einstein Hospital, where Pele was undergoing treatment, said he died at 3.27 p.m. due to multiple organ failures resulting from the progression of colon cancer associated with his previous medical condition. Pele spent nearly two decades enchanting fans and dazzling opponents as the game's most prolific score with Brazilian club Santos and the Brazil national team. He won three World Cups for Brazil during his career. Detroit guard Killian Hayes and Orlando's Mo Wagner were each given multi-game suspensions for their role in a scuffle the other night in the NBA. Eight other Magic players were also given a one-game ban for leaving the bench. Hayes, who struck Wagner in the back of the head, was given a three-game suspension without pay. Wagner was banned two games and the Pistons' Hamadou Diallo was suspended one game by NBA Executive Vice President Joe Dumars. For the Magic, Cole Anthony, RJ Hampton, Gary Harris, Kevon Harris, Admiral Schofield, Franz Wagner, Mo Bamba, and Wendler Corner Jr. were all suspended one game. The fallout from the game in Detroit on Wednesday night was so large that the suspensions of the Magic players will be staggered so they have enough available players to play their next game game. The Celtics turn things around in the fourth and drop the Clippers on Thursday. Boston Celtics got a little dicey there at the
0: end, tried to run up the clock a little bit too early, but they come away with a huge win, fourth in a row, to end this homestand on John Corrales from the Lockdown Celtics podcast here at the TD Garden. And the story of this game sure 29 points apiece from Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, but big defensive efforts from Derek White, Marcus Smart, and big contributions. Marcus Smart was great at pushing the pace, running off of makes. They did a great job attacking the basket. This game changed in the fourth quarter when the Clippers went small and the Celtics just relentlessly attacked the basket and turned a one-point deficit in the to start the fourth quarter into a 10-point lead. Now again, they did try to run out the clock a little too early. They got a little uh, trying to uh, not lose rather than win this game. But when it came down to it, they got stops on two key plays down the stretch. Uh, Derek White got a block. Al Horford got a block. The Celtics got the free throws that they needed. This is a much needed close to this homestand that started with those losses to Orlando and Indiana. And now to have wins over the Bucs, over Minnesota, now over the LA Clippers. Big, big wins teams before they head on the road now for four starting in Denver.
1: The Grizzlies traveled north of the border and came out victorious over the Raptors. Wasn't that fun?
4: That was fun, right? Basketball is fun especially when you win. And the Memphis Grizzlies, it seems, had forgotten how to do that in recent days and games. That problem is now over after a victory over the Toronto Raptors. I'm Joe Molinax of Lockdown Grizzlies, and it came through a variety of contributors. Of course, John Morant looking extremely impressive, dishing out a ton of assists, career-high franchise marks as an assist creator, but you need guys to finish those shots. And Ja had two and more to tango with him as he went on his passing journey in this game. It was fun to watch Dylan Brooks, who always seems to relish the opportunity to go play in Toronto, defending Pascal Siakam, finding ways to get his offense. It was good to see Desmond Bain get a little more comfortable out there game by game. And most importantly, it was good to see this team smile again. They found their smile north of the border against the Raptors. Hopefully it's six around.
1: Alexander Ovechkin scored, but the Capitals lost in overtime to the Senators. For the first time this season, the Ottawa Senators have won a game when trailing after two periods. I'm Ross Levitan from Locked On. Senators breaking down a 4-3 OT win over the Washington Capitals, snapping the Caps win streak at six and putting the Senators on a streak of their own. They've got points in three straight and now come back from the Christmas break, beating Boston and Washington both past extra time. Alex Dabrinkit scored twice, the game tying goal and the game winner. And now the Sens, after trailing after two periods, are now 1-13-2. For more, check out the postcast and stay tuned for tomorrow's Locked On Senators podcast. It's your team every day
0: another story you need to know
1: the season has reached a crescendo for the panthers this week they can make or break their surprise nfc south championship campaign with a win in tampa bay over the buccaneers locked on panthers host julian council has their key to a big win The Carolina Panthers need to
5: play their brand of football if they're going to win on the road against Tampa Bay. Hi, I'm Julian Council, the host of the Locked On Panthers podcast. The Carolina Panthers have a massive game on Sunday afternoon in Tampa Bay. If the Panthers win, they keep their playoff hopes alive for one more week. They'll also need to win on the road against New Orleans, but a loss would end their playoff hopes as Tampa Bay would win the NFC South for the second straight season. We saw earlier this season when the Carolina Panthers had one back back games for the first time all year. Had won on the road for the first time all year against Seattle that they could not handle prosperity against Pittsburgh. The Panthers have to be able to do that, and the way to do it is by winning at the line of scrimmage. Interim head coach Steve Books has talked about for his team, it all starts up front. Whether it's on the defensive line or the offensive line, the Panthers have to dominate up front like they did in Saturdays triumphant win against the Detroit Lions, rushing for 220 yards and holding the Lions to 45 yards rushing. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers only have the 18th best rushing defense in the NFL. The Carolina Panthers should be able to feast. They already showed earlier this year that they can control this game with a 21-3 to win earlier against the Bucks at Bank of America Stadium, so the Panthers need to play their brand of style, their brand of football if they want to be able to beat Tampa Bay. For more on your Carolina Panthers in this weekend's massive matchup, be sure to check out the Lockdown Panthers podcast every Monday through Friday, free and available wherever you get your podcast, part of the Lockdown
1: Podcast Network, your team every day. The Jaguars have a real shot with the Titans' loss to take a one-game lead in the AFC South Division race. Sure, they still have to face the Titans one more time in Week 18, but... Locked On Jags host Tony Wiggins has the keys to the Jags avoiding a trap game against the Texans.
4: The Jaguars have to stay focused on the game at hand. I'm Tony Wiggins, the host of Locked On Jaguars. Here's the Jaguars' keys to victory against the Houston Texans. Remember that Houston beat them early in the season. They need to pay attention to what's in front of them and not what's ahead of them and look forward too much to their showdown for the AFC South with the Tennessee Titans. The following week, the Houston Texans have played hard all year, especially the last three games. I think if the Jaguars want to keep their momentum heading into that game against the Titans, they need to keep their momentum by beating the Houston Texans. Trevor Lawrence needs a turnover-free game. They need to convert third downs and get Houston off the field when they have the football. Make sure you check me out on Locked On Jaguars podcast, where it's your team every day. We thank you for making us your first listen.
1: And the path to home field advantage seems pretty easy for the Chiefs. Just win out and hope the Bills trip up. Is that all? (laughs) But both games come against sub-500 teams in their division games. Locked on Chiefs host Chris Clark has some thoughts on how KC can take care of business this week against the reeling
3: Broncos. Kansas City Chiefs' key to victory this week is very simple. It is do not turn the ball over. I am Chris Clark, host of Locked On Chiefs. There's a lot to talk about when it comes to this team, but the key for this team going forward, and it has been continued to be a key for the past several weeks, is they have continued to turn the ball over up until they played the Seattle Seahawks. At that point, they did not turn the ball over once. That is the first game in 10 games where they did not have a turnover. If they want to play against the Denver Broncos, they want to beat the Denver Broncos. It is very simple. Hold on to the ball. Do not turn the ball over. The last time these teams played, they had three turnovers. Mahomes threat had three picks against that Denver Bronco team. Uh, That is definitely not something you want to do, especially with the Bronco team that's going to have a little bit more to play for with the new coach coming in this week to Arrowhead. For more on this game and more on the Chiefs, check out the Locked On Chiefs podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Coming up,
1: why won't the New Orleans Saints just go away? The New Orleans Saints were a trendy, I can sound smart about football too, pick to win the NFC this preseason. They have not lived up to any expectations, though. Be that as it may, rumors persist about a resurrection in the Big Easy this
6: offseason that will keep the Saints in the spotlight, whether we like it or not. So the New Orleans Saints went from being this team. Where you never had questions about to now having some of the most exciting questions of the offseason waiting to be answered. The NFL cannot keep the New Orleans Saints out of the spotlight. The New Orleans Saints will always find their way there, whether it's because they're hoisting a Lombardi trophy, whether it's because they have one of the best coach quarterback duos in the history of the league, or whether it's because there's simply so many different. Oh, 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 by the way, you could potentially have one of the next best. Quarterback uh, head coach duos in the NFL, or they're doing something that rarely happens in the NFL in trading away a head coach. No matter what, the New Orleans Saints are star power. They will find their way to center stage. They will find their way to down center. They will find their way under the spotlight, whether the NFL likes it or not. And in one case, if Sean Payton and Tom Brady end up teaming up in New Orleans, they put the NFL in a really, really tough position to choose whether or not they like the Saints or don't like the Saints, even with Tom Brady at the help. This is, by the way, how smaller market
1: teams stay relevant. Not that I think that they're doing this on purpose. Not that I think the Saints have some master plan to stay relevant because they're in New Orleans and not San Francisco or Chicago or New York or Dallas. But this is a smart way to do it if you were going to plan it that way. And for the Saints, they've been doing this for years. Not just the we want to stay in the news thing, but we want to keep going for the thing thing. They have been trying to go all in for the last half decade. It hasn't worked. They haven't won a Super Bowl. In fact, last time they won a Super Bowl back in 2009, they weren't, I guess, trying to go all in. They were trying to be good but not in the same kind of way, not in the same sort of reckless way where it's salary cap and draft picks be damned, let's just find a way to make the team better. They've been doing that not because it drives ratings, not because they're in a small market, but because this organization just operates that way. It also just happens to be the way that if you're a small market team, it makes sense for you to operate. And finally, Justin Jefferson has done some amazing things for the Minnesota Vikings this year. He's made some catches that top any highlight reel, and has even lifted his quarterback's name into a few MVP conversations. Keyword, of course, being a few. Color Green Bay Packers cornerback Jai Alexander <laughs> unimpressed. He said,
2: he, "He don't jump in no super suit and, and get dressed and jump outside, You know I me? Mean? I don't either. Sometimes, but." You know, like, he human, is what I'm saying? So, like, it ain't, you know, we ain't putting too much on on nobody. He's really good receiver by the end of the day. I'm a really good corner. We got really good corners. We got really good, you know, linebackers. So, hey, D-line, you know, whatever it is. But, you know, you don't want to put too much focus on that one person, because, like, you know, first game, that was a fluke.
1: Thanks for making Locked On Sports today your first listen. Now go find your favorite team's Locked On podcast and make them your second listen. Coming up on Monday, will we have some closure? To the playoff picture. So at least until tomorrow, stay locked on sports today.